The Sons of Liberty is a politically neutral organization. We believe that the Judeo-Christian ethic has provided the principles upon which this nation was founded. It is our belief that these principles provide not only the foundation and framework for American government and society, but are also essential to the maintenance of a fair and just society. All program content is based on a Christian biblical worldview. One of you said to me recently that we shouldn't rock the boat. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you that I am a boat Good day, America. Welcome, Christians, conservatives, constitutionalists, liberals, libertarians, communists, Islamists, LGBTQ, RSTV, WXYZ people, all the boat rockers are in the house, and anybody else I may have missed, to the Sons of Liberty radio show here on Red State Talk Radio, where we use the Bible and the Constitution, not to see who's on the right or the left, but who is on the straight and narrow. I'm your host, Tim Brown, coming to you live from the U.S. occupied state of South Carolina, the editor at SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, and for Muslim friends, I'm the infidel that Allah warned about. I hold to the book, the Bible. As the authoritative word of God, glad that you guys have joined us this morning. If you'd like to check us out online, please do so. SonsofLibertyRadio.com and also SonsofLibertyMedia.com. In fact, if you're listening by way of the radio and you want to watch the video portion of the radio show, that's right, you can see the face that's made for radio. Head over to SonsofLibertyMedia.com. There you're going to see two videos at the top of the page. The one on the left side is Bradley's show from yesterday. So if you missed that and you'd like to catch it, you can do so up until 3 o'clock this afternoon. On the right side, and by the way, he'll be on for two hours. And on the right side of the page is where we're at. Click on the play button, blow it up on whatever device you got there, um, and uh, uh, click on the Rumble icon. Once you click on that, join us in the chat over there on Rumble. Don't forget to also subscribe to the channel, Sons of Liberty Radio Live. And uh, we'd appreciate that support as well. Also, we're streaming live to beforeitsnews.com. And you got to forgive me, Kate's distracting me because she's got a little costume on today. Uh, <laughs> she's wearing something that she told me not to wear. <laughs> so we'll get to that in just a minute. Oh, my goodness. Oh, that's distracting. <laughs> anyway, up under the, the video that we are... Uh, streaming live to sonsoflibertymedia.com on, you can sign up for our email newsletter. That goes out once a day, sometimes late afternoon, early evening. Each day, all the articles we have at sonsoflibertymedia.com, including the morning show archive. And uh, I hope you'll take advantage of that uh, to get that because many of you sometimes will you know, come back and you'll say, well, where can I find this? Or where can I find that? That's all put in that morning show archive. So any of the stuff we reference, uh, we like to throw it in there. So it's one neat little package. So all you got to do is go click on the link and there it is. You got it all right there. Okay. All right. And then finally, if you'd like to support us, there are uh, ways to do that at sonsoflibertymedia.com. There's a donate button for one-time donations. And if you'd like to partner with us monthly as a son or daughter of Liberty, you can do that as well. Just real quickly before we bring Kate on, um, Yesterday, yeah, we had a <clears throat> bit of a storm in the night, I guess. I don't I don't know. I'm, well, I know that it, it was there when I went to bed, um, and then we didn't have power for a short bit of time, so that was the reason we weren't on. Was it anything, you know? Government wasn't involved, as far as I know, unless they made, they created the storm. I don't know. Anyway, 
anyway, uh, by the way, a lot of weather modification. There's, I mean, that's documented that they're doing it to cause droughts and to cause rain. Uh, they're using what God has created and they're, they think they know what's best. This is why I tell you what, when man thinks he's God, he does some of the most foolish things he can do and he messes it. He completely messes it up. So anyway, with that said, it's Saturday. And as always, we have with us our nurse and nutritionist, Kate Shimarani. And uh, yeah, do I want to, I want to show this. Look, look at this. Look at this guys. Look at that. She's wearing the sunglasses. And, and I've got a crown. Oh, you got the crown on too. <laughs> Good morning. A morning. Yeah. Do you like these? This is this is me uh, and the crown because, of course, there is only one king, and right. uh, I'm not answering to it. And and I feel like I feel like I'm in a giant pageant at the moment. You know, with all everybody. You know, I want to. If I if I win today. I'm going to stop all wars and and help world peace and stop starvation and save all the children and everything else. That's how I feel. It's just like one big, it's one big mashup. And uh, everybody's a cool cat. Everyone's doing their thing. Anyway, that's why uh, these are my daughters. I just tried them on. But I thought, I thought, you know, I, I wanted to walk on screen with a sash and my crown and go, is this a pageant? Well, that's wait a minute. I, I, I just got to see if you've got the wave. Do you know how to do the wave? I know you know how to do the wave. Yeah, no, no, no. You, you gotta see what. There you go. You gotta do that one like this. Let's do that. This is the quick. Hang on a minute. This is the Queen's <laughs> way that she used to do from her car, and and we used to say it was a plastic arm that, that they just switched it on and it went like that. That's what it looks like. And of course, they don't even need that now because the foolish people go out onto the streets in the UK with a carriage that could stop starvation around the world. It's made of so much gold. And they waved at a hologram. Yes, they did. They waved at a hologram. That's what they did. Did you see that? So they had all these people lining the streets and because the queen was whatever, whatever you believe that she'd been dead for years or whatever, um, they had a hologram of her in this carriage when she was younger and the people lined the streets waving to the hologram. That's what they did. Absolute insanity. It is insanity. Um, before I've sent you something on uh, Telegram, and I just want to say before we get started on a few bits, um, thank you to Mark Sexton, who's the retired cop, and he's got us all doing something on our social media. And it's basically, um, we've all done a video, so if you're one of the Brits watching and you agree, you could also do uh, your video and place it on your social media. And basically, it says, I withdraw my consent to be governed by any corrupt, compromised, belligerent, criminal parliament or government, I will not comply. And the website is underneath the video and you can go onto that website where there are templates for the letter that you send to the Prime Minister and to your MP. Very important everyone does this. So that's kind of what he's got going. He's worked very hard on it. And whether you agree or you don't agree or you think, you know, we should have smaller like America, the point is, some they're doing something he's doing something and uh, he's not sitting back as a keyboard warrior and just watching it and carrying on like all is good and nothing's changing um because it is changing and let me just give you a little thing um that's just come through my door in the uk the royal mail now my dad was a postman my entire childhood was my dad being a postman and 
at Christmas time, all of the postman's children would get to go to the theatre, big theatre in the, in Nottingham, and watch the pantomime, which was generally the dame would be a bloke dressed as a woman, and there'd be lots of adult jokes in there. I only know because when I've taken my children, it's like the drag of yesteryear, but not in your face. Um, and then we'd go to the sorting office, the main sorting office, all the kids, and there would be a huge buffet and party games for all the children of postmen. And, and I don't remember there being any postwomen, actually. They all worked in the canteen making the egg and crest, egg and crest sandwiches and the bacon and butties. Um, and then they privatised the Royal Mail. And now it's not a job for life and it's not as much money because it was a job for life then. My dad started work at 14 as a telegraph lad. And I think he was 16 or 17 when he got married and had his first child and they had three of us. So he worked his whole life. And a little nice story my dad never learned to swim till I was a teenager and he was a big animal lover and where he posted letters was a very affluent area and there was a dog drowning in a swimming pool and he jumped in and with his mailbag on in the days when they wore them when he when he and he rescued the dog and when he got back and the story broke they rang the newspapers that my dad had rescued this dog and he couldn't swim um somebody offered him swimming lessons at a swimming pool private the whole pool so he learned to swim like that. So that was a really nice story. But look, this came through the door. Cool, calm and collected. Buy your postage online. So we have post offices where you take your, your parcels, etc., and you buy your you buy your stamps. Buy your postage online and we'll come and collect it, saving you time, stress, and money. Buy online and save the time. We'll even bring the label too. Thanks to your postie, you can now send and return parcels from homework or, or a safe place without going out of your way. We're on your doorstep anyway. How handy is that? Well, it might be handy, but someone's going to be out of a job or the post office won't be required. And also, what happens if you're not partaking in the digital system? What happens if you don't have the next jabs that the World Health Organization insists that you have? What happens if you don't want to go onto their blockchain? Does that mean that you're then not going to be able to post anything? I think it does. Oh, it, I, I think it's, it's worse than that. You know, we've had this uh, stuff come out here this this past week about the World Economic Forum and wanting to do that digitizing and, of course, the uh, infamous chip under the skin. And, uh, you know, it's got to, I mean, I don't understand. <clears throat> they have, they have so zombified the people for the most part that people believe, I think there's people who believe, I was thinking about it this week. There's people who believe because they're informed, because they have the information that somehow they have done something and they've deceived themselves into thinking that, and they'll keep going to the party atmosphere of protests and things of this nature, rather than going beyond the protests we you and i talked about this what last year or the year before when you kind of got out of the protests and said nope we've done that enough now the next phase has to be in we've given them time space to repent they won't do it we've got to start pushing in another direction and that is to bring some justice on this matter and um so i i'm i'm convinced there are people who've deceived themselves that if they get the information they think they've done all they're supposed to do yeah and and this is they're not going to stop because if these people stopped they'd cop it because that would mean that they're going to stand trial and everything else. So they're not going to stop because they're fighting for their lives. And um, I'm, I'm going to get onto something uh, in, in two minutes. But before I do, Tim, please, may I 
there is uh, somebody who listens to your show and watches your show, a lady, and she is so lovely and she needs all our prayers right now. She is a mom of three and one of her sons, her youngest son, so her baby, even though he was an adult, he had a heart attack and died a year ago. And as a consequence of that, this lady is unwell. Oh, I believe it's a consequence of that, but she's she's very unwell. And she listens to your show and she came to me. And, um, you know, th thank you. And she told me the most wonderful story last night. And I said I would say it on air. And it was the fact that when her husband died, her first, I think it was her first boyfriend from her very younger, younger days. Um, she'd lost touch with him as soon as she left i think it was when they were in college or surfing or something like that they'd gone down to somewhere where the sun was shining it was really late and completely lost touch with him her entire adult life got married had her children now her husband had died and sometime later she went back down there with her girlfriends and they said oh, it wouldn't be the same if we got if we didn't get in touch with him so they did get in touch with this guy via the brother i think it was and she married him 12 years ago, her first love. Isn't that the most wonderful wow. story? Interesting. Yeah. And 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 so um, she, she's there with her lovely husband who's so supportive. Um, having lost her son a year ago, a young man, and now she's in another fight for her life. And uh, I just wanted to say a big shout out to Tammy. You know who you are. And a uh, lovely, lovely lady. And she listens to your show every week, Tam, uh, Tammy does, uh, in America. So right. um, cool. yeah, enjoy well, we appreciate you listening in. And, uh, you know, uh, we will pray for you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And uh, God has a way of, of meeting those needs. It's, it's interesting. You, you hit that. We're not we're going to get on to the 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 clothing issue here momentarily. Oh, you're going to be running around naked by the time I finish today. Well, it's interesting to me because. Um, you know, God tells uh, the younger women in, in the New Testament, he tells them, you know, if they if they've reached a certain age and they become a widow and they're in their 60s you know, and they've they've been known to have good character. They've got a good name in the community. They've loved their husbands. They've loved their children. They've raised them and such. And then, um, you know, he says, but if you're younger, you know, the church can take care of it. And if if the if you don't have family to do that, but the younger ones, you're to get married. You're to rule the home. You're to raise your children. You're to love your husbands again. And it's a. And, you know, the feminism today teaches, no, women have to be out on their own. They have to do all this without men. Bradley was kind of touching a little bit on this yesterday, but God gives that as a protection for the one. It doesn't mean she has to stay in the house all the time. It doesn't mean she has to be barefoot and pregnant all the time. It just means the home is a refuge for her and the husband provides that. In fact, that was one of the things before young men, before they would get married uh, in those, those old, old customs uh, that they used to have before they got married. It was the father who would tell the son once he had a house ready for his bride. OK, go get your bride. Go ahead and go get married. But he had to have means to protect her and to provide for her and give her a refuge there. And if you read Titus chapter two, it says this is where ba the basis of her energy is spent is in the home. The uh, being a homemaker, the um, uh, oikos energeo that, that she is that's where her energy is focused on is in and out of the house even the proverbs 31 lady even though she's very industrious and she sells things outside the home her home is really her place of industry i mean that's where her, oh, her I, headquarters I, I are yeah i can see that having four children oh my word if i had been paid for the hours that you work 
I mean, loaded. It was the hardest job. For all the jobs you did, yeah. Yeah, it was harder than any nursing job I had. It was harder than working long-haul cabin crew. Being a mom was 24 hours, seven days a week for years and years and years. And uh, it was it was often wonderful. It was often highly unpleasant. It was often knee-deep in vomit. Um, it, you know, it had everything going on in there. And you you do it all. And that's what we should be doing. But I think all of this about, you know, we're equal to men. We should be out there. I'm a career woman. And it, there's a whole generation of of these women feminists that are now suddenly realized they've got no children. They're the wrong side of 40. And there's some six foot Russian bird that's looking fabulous uh, that you're, you're not even in competition with. And they're thinking this is not really what I wanted. So, uh, yeah, absolutely. Well, Tim, just I just want to read this. Um, therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Matthew 6.34. And trust in him at all times, you people. Pour out your heart before him. God is a refuge for us. Psalm 62.8. Um, there's no point worrying about next week. You need to get into today. What can you do today? And you need to be on it like a car bonnet, as we say. Um, I have the best patience. I, I consulted a gentleman as well last night and his wife, who'd got two little children. And he'd found somewhere really cheap to buy polytunnels for 25 quid, a big, massive industrial polytunnel. So although I'm consulting him and teaching him, he told me about polytunnels and where to get one cheap for my garden. I consulted another patient who is a beautiful artist. Oh, her work is amazing. American lady. And she taught me about borax. I mean, I already knew about borax, but she told me how much to take and when she was taking it. And I thought, I'll give that a go. And I did. And I can tell you, I'm starting to see results with it. But don't don't go and be doing swallowing laundry detergent, as people say. Don't forget, this show is just for entertainment purposes only. Tim and I are just doing a tap dance on the radio and on camera. And if you are sick or have any new symptoms or worsening symptoms, or you're taking any medication, please do go and see your indoctrinated quack. Always. Anyway, are you still there, Tim? You've gone quiet. I'm here. I'm just listening. There you go. <laughs> anyway, um, it, it's been an interesting week, and I just want to consolidate for anybody who follows me on, on my favorite platform, because you can just throw it in and leave them all to get really irate about it uh, and, and scrap amongst themselves. Desperate crimes in tyrannical times. Did it mean it was the UK who acted as a pathfinder to use eugenics to kill off the elderly and disabled in order to lower liabilities to pay off interest on debts whilst they profiteer from us? Well, what's actually becoming apparent here is, is we've already talked about this, I'm sure, in times of austerity, in times of um, lack, you can go right back to the Aztecs. Eugenics will come in. And they did this in the Great Depression. Eugenics comes in when you're going through a depression, an economic depression. They will kill off the elderly and the disabled and the weak and the infirm. That's exactly what they do. And they did it in 600 BC with the, was it 600 or 6? Yeah, 600 BC with the Aztecs. So what you've got in the UK is the amount of spending that happens, our debt 
is 300% higher than the spending, which means we're never ever going to get out of that debt. So what do they do in order to, to try and sort that? They kill off the elderly. And they're actually saying now publicly, top people in government and banking, that the economic problem is because of the elderly. They're publicly saying it. I think it was on the front cover of one of the newspapers. And and then um, also you've got different people on news channels. I think it was GB News when talking about the elderly. And then they, what, what do you think they're going to do to them? And they started laughing. Well, I don't find it a laughing matter. Um, so any economic downturn, eugenics is practiced. So if, if our debt is 300% higher than our spending, if they kill off all the elderly, any economist will tell you this, they're not going to do, get rid of the problem. It's going to get worse because you're going to have a smaller population that are not spending as much as that greater population, even though they were elderly. Well, what could you do? Well, you could fill your country then with immigrants, working age immigrants who, who would come in and have children and would work and would buy. So that's how you would do that, increase your younger population. So what they're actually doing is we're, see, we're seeing lots of people dying. If you go onto the Office of National Statistics, where it would normally be about 8,000 a month, I think in February it was 20,000. But then you've got the usual idiot on Twitter saying, well, um, you know, the population's going up. Well, it's going up because they're including the non-EU immigrants in our population. So you don't need to be an idiot to work it out. So they're using they're sleight doing. of hand on that. On the numbers. They are, exactly. So Ukraine is 35th on the external debt list, owing 225 billion to other countries and other banks. 35th. UK is second on the list, owing 8.7 trillion. And the UK has given 4.6 billion to Ukraine since that proxy war began. So per capita, the UK owes 129,203 per man, woman, and child, greater than the capita debt for the USA. And that's on Wikipedia, the list of countries by external debt. That's exactly what it is. So it, this is what they're doing now. They've come up with new guidelines, new guidelines that have not been, um, what is it you call it? They're not being... Um, authorized i can't remember what the term is i'm going to be covering this on the t on tnt tomorrow first off and these new guidelines and the doctors don't forget can, can decide whether they're going to use them or not but we all know that they're going to use them and they're using haloperidol and lorazepam now and they've got these drugs together that will have a concomitant effect and and don't forget you've got a population that may have comorbidities other illnesses they may be on other drugs which is going to to affect the filter time through the kidneys, that therapeutic range of how much drugs, how quickly it cure, goes from the, the, the gut. Hold on two seconds. Ah! <laughs> okay, we're going to let Kate do her thing there uh, for just a second. Um, AE was hitting on something, and this is, we've done shows on these before, but in the chat, <laughs> I <forgot>. said, <laughs> he, said the, he said the counterfeit money fiat with usury <laughs> fantasy economy is the problem. Uh, they create the fiat out from nothing at their will. That's exactly right. That's where the problem comes in. And I, and as far as I'm concerned, that's where these, these wars are being funded. 
uh, that people don't want their their sons and daughters sent to, uh, that they don't think are justified. They've been lied about them. This is where uh, you're you're funding all of this. This is where Big Pharma got a lot of funding from governments because governments stole our money, whether it was in the U.S. or the U.K. or other Australia, other places, and they gave it to Big Pharma to produce shots that would kill the people, and they knew it would. And injure or the make people. them sick. Yeah, to or get make them, them onto this guideline. All of that, and all of that's done with lawless money. Which, by the way, you know, we talk about um, <clears throat> the the sodomite agenda and what's going on with the pride and the trans delusional transgressors and all this other stuff. And we we point out that's an abomination. We point out that the murder of the unborn, the Bible says, that's an abomination. But God also says unjust weights and measures are an abomination. And I was reading a guy this past week who was talking about the dollar and even the stock market. I mean, you know, I got to say, you really should examine to see whether or not you should be involved in any kind of of the quote unquote investments, the way they put them, because all of it's based on usury. And the Bible forbids us to charge usury to our fellow countrymen. We can charge it to foreigners, but we can't charge it to our fellow countrymen. And yet... That's what we're doing. And not only are, you know, if people took out a loan, uh, you know, among a Christian community, there should be an understanding of, okay, look, you know, I'm going to loan you this money. It's either a no interest or just a simple thing. It says, hey, you know, give me $50 on it. We're not, we're not even going to call it an interest or anything like that. It's just, this is for me giving you the stuff to go do what you're going to do. And the people paying it back. But but the idea of usury just continues to pile on to people this idea of debt. And if you read Deuteronomy 28, God says very clearly that is a curse. Now, Kate, we're going to talk about, are your clothes killing you? And I can just hear people already talking about, well, are you going to talk about mixed fabrics and stuff like that? And what the Bible says, I'm going to hit on some of that. I'm going to hit on some of that, but I I want, because I want people to be clear about what the scripture says about that. But what do you got for us on that? Because somebody's already made mention of plastics and things being put in their clothing, much like it's put into about everything else that we eat and everything else yeah. what is it we say in the uk steady on in the peanut gallery in the cheap seats we're getting to it <laughs> yes but just remember if your clothing's making you sick and you're of a certain age you're going to end up on these new protocols and in america the remdesivir that the, the lethal dose was 53 percent, i think in ebola trials so this is all going to kill you uh you just gotta so after today you're all going to be running outside with uh, a fig leaf on um, but anyway, look, I, 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 I looked at this and then I was like, oh, I'll talk about that on the radio. Then when I really started to get into it, I thought, gosh, that's about five shows. So I, um, you know, one of my things is when I find a book, I order the books and I use them then for referencing. And that's why I, all my bookshelf, my cheap version of your bookshelving, Tim, um, I'm reading them all, all at once. So I'm going to pick out some bits for you uh, because I, I'm going to do a honing on lecture on this because it is incredible. So your clothing and what do we do now? It, it's a throwaway. We just buy more, 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 more. And, um, and, I, and listen, this is not me picking on anybody because I was Tres Barbie. And um, I used to have loads of clothes. I've done it all. I And all of these magazines and these TikTok and Instagram, and there's a lot of pressure on you to do it. But it's very, very interesting when you put it on. Um, 
if you look at your clothing, so let's look at fabrics today are treated with a long list of man-made chemicals and synthetic dyes, plus a whole lot more. And we buy garments that we never need to iron because they're permanent press, non-iron or wrinkle free. And our clothing tells us, oh, it's stain resistant, not just our clothing, our carpets that we walk on in our bare feet, that we allow our babies to crawl on and pick up bits of fluff and put their hands to their mouths, that babies babies feel with their mouths. So it's not just your carpets, your sheets, everything. Um, then we've got our, our waterproof, flame retardant, oil resistant, odor fighting and antimicrobial. So all of these things, first of all, you've got to remember, where are they made and with the chemicals? A lot of these things are made where? In India. And the, the chemicals come from where? China. And they're poisoning the water. They're poisoning uh, the land. They're poisoning the people. They're poisoning the livestock. And so, so going through your skin is the biggest organ on your body. And what goes on your skin will go in your skin within, I think, 17 seconds. And all of your your blood goes through your liver every three minutes. You know this because you listen to me every week. It's your site form and it has to process those toxins. If it's got too many toxins in your body, it has to and it can't get rid of them now because your liver's just so choked up. You, you'll keep packaging them up and sending it back out as fat. All your fat cells contain toxins. That's why when people typically lose a lot of weight, they get really toxic. So let's tell you about one particular thing that happened and this this is a real life case in 2016 some flight attendants on american airlines were issued new uniforms the attendants immediately began experiencing a weird phenomena everything from rashes hives that's big blotchy red blotches that itch and um, headaches to bloody noses respiratory difficulties and autoimmune disease that's where your own immunity attacks your own organs like Multiple sclerosis is an autoimmune disease. Alopecia is an autoimmune disease. Diabetes is an autoimmune disease. Diabetes type 1. Some of them ended up being hospitalized. They were so ill. In all, 5,000 airline employees reported problems once they began wearing the new outfits. Now, it didn't end there. Even passengers on their flights were affected. A baby held for just a moment by one flight attendant developed a rash which was attributed to the chemicals used in manufacturing the uniform fabrics. Now, that is an extreme case. But let's say that you're wearing your fabrics over and over again, and it's chronic exposure, just chronic exposure, and what actually can be in them. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go through, to because this is just a vast subjects, subject, um, you should wash your clothing often. Let's just give you a few solutions here. You should repair and recycle them because by the time you've washed them loads of times or you're buying secondhand, a lot of the chemicals would have already, be gone, already been gone. Trade them with your friends. Funny, I read all this last night and then somebody I know that's got fabulous dresses and she's put on weight. She said, oh, I want to sell them. I went, don't do that. You're going to lose the weight. But I said, look, I've got some bigger frocks as well that I can't wear. Let's do a trade. Let's, do, let's have a look at what each other's got and let's do a trade. Or you can give your old clothes away. And there's loads of platforms now you can make money where you get your old stuff. You just hang it up and take a picture and you put it on there. And all you've got to do is, <laughs> is phone your mailing service. Um, you post it to them. Um, I've got a lot of designer dresses I wouldn't wear anymore. Um, 
I just wouldn't. I've had them 20 years. I mean, it's incredible. But I'm going to sell them and buy you know, something that I might wear. So fatal con- conveniences, stain-resistant, waterproof clothing. And it, it, what it actually does, after we wash them, we have to iron them because who wants wrinkles? Once we're wearing them, we try to keep them clean and neat, looking sharp. So listen to this, this PFAS group of chemicals, a brief recap. So they started life as Teflon and Scotch God. We know what Teflon does, completely toxic with aluminium. So what these chemicals, forever chemicals do, instead of breaking down, they build up in the environment and inside our bodies. They don't break down, they build up. So you get more and more and more of them. And it's called bioaccumulation and they do serious damage to your body. And according to the International Agency for Research on Cancer, part of the World Health Organization, we're not listening to them, but they did get this bit right. PFAs are likely carcinogenic. So what do they cause? This is your clothing, folks. Kidney cancer, testicular cancer, liver disease, ulcerative colitis, thyroid problems, decreased birth weight, high cholesterol, neurotoxicity, that's your brain being toxic, immune system dysfunction and hormone disruption. There's so much hormone disruption now. How do we know? You've got infertility for a start. You've got fibroids. You've got endometriosis where the woman gets the lining of the womb everywhere. Cysts on the ovaries, cysts in the breasts, cysts in in the endometrium. And it's likely to do with these. That's not to mention what it does to the environment. So let's go through a few items of your clothing. I really liked this because I don't like jeans. I have got jeans, but I don't like wearing them because I feel like I'm in a straight jacket. Not that I've ever been in one, but I just feel they're too restrictive. So of course, tight skinny jeans, they look great. Not on lots of people though. I'm sorry if you think you look great in your skinny jeans, they're they're skinny, they're called skinny for a reason. Not for me. Yeah, we (laughs) see all these people in these, I always think they look like chicken, chunky chicken legs. They're in their skinny jeans. And we've also seen them where they have these jeans, literally, they leave so much of their backside exposed that whenever I see them, I always think somewhere to park my bike. Um, (laughs) 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 We like a good laugh on a Saturday. (laughs) Um, So they go in and out of style. And they keep coming back in. And the rest of us that have seen them come in and out several times already grown. Anyway, somebody got the brilliant idea to make them stretch, stretch denim so they could grip to every single part of your anatomy, fellas, including your your testes, to make them nice and snug. There's a reason your testicles hang outside your body. There is. There's a reason why when you get older, those testes grow in length and you can see old men digging in the garden and you think, what is that from behind? And generally, it's near his knees by then. It's his testes. That skin is is the thickness of your eyelid. That's why it stretches. And it's meant to be the thickness of your eyelid to keep those little love balls two degrees lower than your normal body temperature because that's what sperm need. They need it nice and cool. They don't need to be snuggled into your pants, your brushed cotton or your skinny jeans. Okay, that is that's that also adds to the infertility issue too. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I learned that early on that that adds Take to your, the let them all hang free. Yeah, let them swing out in your cotton, cotton boxes or your hemp 
Yeah, yeah, your hemp knickers. We yeah. call them knickers in the UK. You call them pants. <laughs> you say pants to us. Trousers. We call them trousers. Underwear. I just say underwear. That's underwear yes. is your pants. We call that pants. Uh, and women, we call them knickers. When any man says panties, we all run to press the paedophilia button. Do not say panties if you come on holiday to the UK. Honestly, you'll be branded. We'll be turning around going paedophile. Um, so panties is a no-no. Knickers, we call them. Anyway, urinary tract infections due to the buildup of bacteria, thanks to the moisture being unable to escape from your skinny jeans because they've put a rubbery-like elastine, the generic term for lycra, uh, mixed in with the denim. And that actually makes all the bacteria build up. So for you ladies, sorry, this is not for you people that have got your piece of bowel or whatever it is that you're telling me is a vagina. It's not. It's not one. You can tell me till the cows come home that you've got your Barbie vagina, but it's not a vagina. Only us biological women. You can call us turfs, whatever you want to call us. We have vaginas. Amen. You have That's something right. else. Yep. So vaginosis is not for you bunch. Anyway, so vaginosis, ladies, you get it. Yeast infections, you get it. Uh, you get that into all warm nooks and crannies when your uh, your microbiome is not working either. So if your stomach acid's not good. And that's your fungal infection of the vagina, the biological vagina. Um, I'm just getting that bit in. I'm not saying that you might have a fungal infection in that blind-ended tube, uh, but I'm talking, I'm talking about... A vagina here. When I say vagina, that's not you. I'm talking to biological ladies. Um, you can have your hole, whatever, but we have vaginas. It's a shame we have to even make that distinction. Well, I'm I mean, going to keep on making it. We had a rally in London where some bloke uh, dresses a lady, whatever he is, he can identify as whatever he likes. I don't care. I don't have to believe it, but he was calling for them to punch a turf in the face. And I said, what's a turf? Apparently I'm a turf. So if they come across me, they've got to punch me in the face. It's not that not exciting violence. Uh, anyway, clearly not for the Metropolitan Police. Quote, the Metropolitan Police did a video, the highlight of their calendar, the highlight of the Metropolitan Police calendar is pride. Really? Highlight of your calendar, is it? Metropolitan Police. Anyway, rashes. Due to friction, nobody wants friction around your thighs with your elast elastine, your lycra, and your cotton because it's going to make it hot, inflamed, more bacteria, low sperm count caused by the excessive heat, which I've said. Loss of blood flow due to the testicular torsion. Nobody wants a torsion of your testes. Acid reflux and abdominal cramps, even... Um, uh, mer uh, meralgia, that's painful periods as well. Parasthetica, you, you can't, you, you start to get numbness and a painful nerve condition aff afflicting the legs, all caused by clothing induced lower body compression. I used to have some trousers with, that, that were, um, I used to think they were a bit too tight. So I used to wear these like bondage knickers. I don't know what they were. Uh, I remember that and I wore them once. And I felt positively ill when I got home um, and we'd gone out for dinner because they must have been restricting all of my intestine. I felt so unwell when I got in and I literally took these pants off, knickers off, everything fell out. 
And then for about the next two hours, I could have propelled a jet plane. I mean, all that gas, where was it going? It certainly wasn't coming out of where it should be. And it was trapped somewhere, but I was feeling nauseous. I'm a nurse. We talk about these things. Everybody gets gas. If you don't, there's something wrong with you. Anyway, so we've talked about, you know, beans and lentils. Anyway, Tim, haven't we? I avoided that. Yes. Avoid lentils and beans if you're wearing your skinny jeans with lycorin, because that's not going to be pretty. You're going to have to go and live in the garage for two hours. Uh, polyester. Polyester is a synthetic petroleum-based plastic full of toxic chemicals, and they're manufactured to look and feel like cloth. And when you wear them um, on your 100% natural skin, do you see how this might be a problem? Polyester and other man-made textiles, nylon, acrylic, spandex, are created not just with petroleum, but also with acids plus alcohol plus a bunch of other dangerous substances, sometimes even coal is used in their manufacturing. Each of these individually is harmful to the human body, in some cases carcinogenic. Polyester, all of them combined, stop and think what you're wearing clothes made out of. You're wearing clothes made out out of oil. You're bathing yourself in oil and your children. And the other thing is, when, when your body gets warm, then what starts to happen to that? It liberates even more of the chemicals. The damage isn't just from the polyester that we're wearing. When you heat it, as in your clothes dryer, yep, and your shower curtain. That makes it even worse. And your bed linen that you're sleeping in, and then you put the non-iron stuff on it as well, it gives off gases and chemicals, and it spews them into the rest of your clothing, your skin, if it's in your dryer, the whole kitchen, your baby, your baby's clothing. It's all in there and your your body releases heat. Can I ask a question here in, in the midst of this? When when, when you made mention of uh, using cotton or we talked about hemp and stuff like this, what about when pesticides are used on that? What about when other chemicals are used in that? How would a person go about and know whether that was good, clean cotton or hemp or whatever the case is that they're made out of versus something that has been industrialized and that could be just as bad as some of the other stuff? Well, it will say on the packaging for a start, but okay. if you're not, if you can't afford that, then what do you do? You, we're going to talk about, you just wash it, wash it, wash it, wash it. Keep washing it. Um, that's why I don't feel bad when you buy secondhand clothing. I walked past a, sh- a shop, a thrift, thrift shop, you call them in America. And in the window is this dress that I'd wanted at the time, but they didn't have my size a couple of years before. And it was over 200 pounds. And there it was in the dress shop for 10 pounds. I went in. And she says, well, it's really small. And I went, well, I'm quite small, as in, you know, not fat. And um, I, I bought the dress out the window. But while I was in there waiting for her to take the dress off, I bought another couple of dresses for £2.50, cotton dresses, 100% cotton. And they'd been washed and washed and washed. They were like new. Nobody knows. They're the second hand. I've worn them. They've got, well, that's nice. Nobody knows. Lose the snobbery. I mean, it's it it is the 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 whole thing we live in now. Buy 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 more 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 more. It's just bonkers. Um, but I would wash it, wash it, wash it. Um, there's a skin condition called polyester allergy. Do you remember when polyester we call them knickers, polyester pants, underpants came in in the seventies and the sixties? They'd be like blue, black, and maroon. Every hideous color under the sun. Why fronts? And you'd wear them, and after a while, they'd get all these little bobbles on them around the the crotch and the backside. They're really ugly. And and if you're friends, there used to be a thing amongst the boys when I was at school. They used to grab, 
this is quite funny. It's terrible, actually. Um, I was brought up in a mining town. Clearly, we're all deranged. Um, the boys used to get a hold of each other's underpants, these polyester ones, and they grab a hold of the top and twist it and twist it and then pull it. And these these used to stretch right across the room before they'd go, and these boys would be screaming. Oh, they're they, getting wet. They're giving wedgies. I see. <laughs> but they would stretch and stretch for miles, uh, and it was it was it was giving someone an undercracker, a cracker in your undercarriage. But anyway, oh, the things we get up to. You see, now you'd be you're not even allowed to play British Bulldog in the schools where you chase around because of the health and safety. But anyway, every cheap, flimsy Halloween costume that you've ever seen or worn is is made with you know 70 million barrels of oil used annually to make synthetic textiles 11 million tons of polyester a year and an estimated half a million tons of plastic microfibers are shed into the oceans annually during the washing of polyester nylon and the rest and the polyester garments we discard end up in landfills where they'll take more than 200 years to break down what about kamala harris and all that lot with their fabrics telling you about global warming and all the rest of it do you think they take any of this into consideration of course they don't let me let me uh, let me ask something else here too uh for people who might say um okay i I get that i can have these external things and i know you've made some mention of internal and we've talked about the 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 shots how they are directly put into the bloodstream does all this stuff being absorbed by the skin it's immediately going into the bloodstream too. It's not yep. coming through the natural yep. means that God yep. has given. So this is, you know, and and I don't I don't mean to take a shot at somebody who wrote in there about useless information, but if we're going to call out the shots, shouldn't <laughs> we be calling out these things too? Be- yeah, well, you know what useless is as useless does. <laughs> There'll be people on this show who don't know this information. So you do have a choice today, this morning. You can go and do something that you you do know about, and then you could come back and share it with the rest of us. Or, or you can sit up in the cheap seats and just wait and let others get this life-saving information. And as you know it, please do add a good comment in there that you already know and share it with everyone else, because we're all about love on this program. Anyway, that's you told off by Auntie Kay. Uh, anyway, um, if you go through and you look at that, exactly what you've just said, 2.45 to 5.8 gigahertz is your Wi-Fi. So you're talking about the shots. Then we know about the toxins in all the other environment that we're, we're exposed to. And now you've got your clothing. This is all a toxic world and it's all accumulative. Well, you might have made it to your adulthood and be sitting there on your keypad saying all useless information. But what about the younger people who are having babies now where they've got fast division of cells, where the brain is still growing and developing as the child after the child is born? These are most at risk. And what we see now, researchers have discovered these heavy metals in clothing, lead, which causes brain damage, then you've got, don't forget your aluminium and mercury in your shots and your flu shots um, and developmental disorders, developmental disorders in those children, as well as cobalt, arsenic, cadmium, mercury, uh, molybdenum, all of which all pose health hazards. So this is in your children's clothing. So all of these little cute things that you see, these printing on their fabrics, you know, little funny characters like unicorns and puppies. They also put fire retardant in their in their night 
pajamas. In fact, when I was a child, I remember when they bought in nylon, children would get terrible burns because they would melt onto the skin. What? Yeah. So when I was a child, you would have these these heaters, uh, electric heaters and gas heaters in your homes. And they would always tell you to have a, a fire guard around it. And they bought in polyester pajamas and nightgowns for children instead of cotton ones. And whereas the cotton ones with flames would go up, these polyester ones would melt onto the child's skin. And so that burn would be very deep with all these plastics and contaminants melted to the skin. Well, that's what's happening when you see house fires. It becomes an absolute toxic soup, like bits of uh, liver floating around in the environment when these things go on fire. This is what it is. And most people that die in house fires are not burned. They become overwhelmed by the toxins as well as the smoke. That's exactly what it is. And and any good fireman will tell you that. That's where they wear all their breathing apparatus. It's horrific. So you've got to think about all these things. And we've just opened up, don't forget, the, the um, what's it called? The, um, is it called the silk, the silk trail uh, that the Chinese used to use for all of their selling their wares? And it's reopened a few years ago. And so there you've got a lot of stuff coming out of China that's not got the same safety on there as 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 what you would have here. This is all, I can't remember what they call it. It'll come to me in a bit. Um, nearly all cotton used in clothing has been sprayed, just what you were saying, Tim, with pesticides, some of which are carcinogenic or cause reproductive problems in humans. Cotton farming is a major guilty party in the worldwide pesticide crisis. In the United States, 97% of the crop is grown with the aid of toxic agricultural chemicals. Globally, one quarter of one quarter of all pesticides are used in the cotton fields. One quarter. I hope the person in your chat wow. Uh, knows that information i do hope you do know that information. yeah she was she was joking and talking about the male anatomy she clarified that for me so thank you gail for that comment all right i'll let you <laughs> off today then because um, i've decided today's mine taking none of your garbage today <laughs> no she's anyway, not like that at all yeah thank you um but but we we all you know what we all i've learned so much over 11 years but every day some member of the public teaches me something I didn't know. Somebody that is is might not even have a college education, but they'll teach me something. It's wonderful. Yeah, amen. All, yeah. Um, it takes a huge amount of fresh water to grow cotton to make one T-shirt. And in some parts of the world, drought is a threat and cash crops, um, you, you know, they drink first, so they don't worry about food. The people are starving. They're just thinking about the T-shirts to sell to the West. So what should we do? Um, you should look for the Global Organic Textile Standard, Tim. Global Organic Textile Standard or O-E-K-O-T-E-X certification. Uh, O-E-K-O-T-E-X certification or G-O-T-S, GOTS on clothing labels, as these organizations prohibit the use of toxic chemicals in the clothing that certify. GOTS takes things a step further by considering the fiber source 
and other layers of production. And it's really the platinum standard for a truly sustainable textile um, from the farm to the finished product. Check out Cradle to Cradle Certified, an initiative that came out of William McDonough and Michael Braungart's now classic book, Cradle to Cradle, remaking the way we make things. And it measures material health as well as social justice, material reuse, renewable energy, and water stewardship. So this is really wonderful. Now I'm just going to move. We've done the men's knickers. So let's talk about your bras, ladies. Bras, uh, you know, there's whole whole shops dedicated to bras. And uh, if you're uh, thinking, fellas, that they are for your entertainment, that's not really what they're sold for for women. Um, they're sold to make them more comfortable. But we actually have muscles that hold our boobs up. And they're called your chest muscles and they support your breasts. But if you wear a bra all the time, guess what happens? Those muscles lose tone. And so you get more saggy boobs. That's actual fact. They do become more saggy. A lot of the younger girls are getting wise to this. So when you see these younger girls out and they're not wearing bras, they're not actually being provocative. A lot of these young girls, and I'm saying this because I've got two daughters, and they are doing exactly that. They said, it's not good for us. It's not good for us to wear bras. It's not good for our boobs. It makes them sag more. So they, and and then a lot of people, women will tell you this. Um, one of the first things a lot of women do when they get home in their houses is they take the bra off and they suddenly feel free, relaxed and comfortable. One of the things as well is there's toxic chemicals. Uh, they know that it stops lymphatic drainage you've got lymph nodes under your arm and all around the breast so when they wear these bras with the wire in it stops lymphatic drainage you get a buildup of chemicals wow um, yeah so the problems go that the synthetic fabric in your bra uh, has been treated with formaldehyde which is carcinogenic it can cause cause a rash the garment is one that you wear really tight next to your skin so you've got that warmth and that moisture again with all the the things we've already talked about You've got increasing risk of skin irritation and you um, and with the rise of athletic leisure wear, um, the sports bra or garment that is is in a way no frills throwback. It, it's like a bandeau that you wear, but it still contains spandex and synthetic materials. And most women, 80 percent of women in the US are wearing the wrong size of bra. And the problem goes beyond discomfort wearing a tight bra all day has been associated with the increased risk of breast cancer. And there's also a thing called Mondor's disease, an inflammation of the brains in the chest and breast. That yeah, hang on, Kate. We're going we're gonna to close out the show here. Catch us at sonsoflibertymedia.com for the rest of this. Bradley be with you at three for two hours today. Get with the people of God this weekend. Read the word of God. Be hospital. Spur one another on the love and good works. And we'll see you Monday, 6 a.m., Lord willing. All right, I want to welcome everybody coming over from the radio. And Kate, didn't mean to interrupt you, but just had to close that out there. So go. Yeah, so I, I wanted to cover this. So we've covered men, we've covered women, because um, you're all kind of wearing the same clothes, but that's getting through your underpants and getting through your bras. And women wearing your little tight um, spandex thongs all the time. And women do get yeast infections. They get urine infections. And it's to do with the sugar that you're eating. Uh, your stomach acid isn't good, the fact that you're wearing this underwear, the fact that you're tanking alcohol, all of these things are going to contribute to the fact that you're eating all the wrong foods, hybridized wheat, 
and everyone goes oh you know it's all just so depressing what can i eat well there's a supermarket the first two aisles full of all the good foods and um i meet some incredible people along the way you know tim uh always um who i just watch them and uh you know like team kiwi who's who's going back to going back to new zealand who just growing all his own foods is going to keep in touch amazing what they're doing out there and um you know that he can do everything i i met a young man recently who is incredibly fit i mean this man looks like an adonis absolutely beautiful looking young man in his late 30s very physically fit and i don't mean he's swallowing protein shakes and pumping iron all the time he actually lives the way he says his diet is incredibly clean um he does all the cold shower in the morning he's eating the right food but this young man gives back as well he coaches football at the weekends he works in school um he he's a trainer he's got a great instagram page but this morning you know he was telling me a story uh when he was in i don't know what it was a youth squad or whatever years ago they went to russia to coach a load of uh, affluent children in football and what it for for a company it was the company's children anyway it didn't happen the children couldn't do it so they took all this kit and went to an orphanage and all these kids in this orphanage they just coached them for the week with football and gave them all this kit and i just thought you know what a wonderful story this is a young man who just does it all so i i kind of look at that and i think yeah he's doing it all right and he asks me endless questions about everything because he just wants to improve on it so he's he's walking the walk and talking the talk so different ages are teaching me everything absolutely everything as i go along it's wonderful um let's talk about your babies um disposable diapers and uh, that's before we even get onto the fact that they're putting a, a little sensor on them. It's a Bluetooth. Yeah, yeah. they're putting them right down there where eventually... our baby monitors yes. and, and everything else. I, I've got a guy coming on the show for you, Tim, in the UK who is a father and took a case up with his daughter. But they've got the uh, EMF Academy going to t and and how to teach people how to offset it in the UK and teach them how to approach their councils. And their MP is brilliant guy, but you know he's talking about all this baby monitors, diapers with the Bluetooth. But let's talk about actually the disposable diapers. Uh, you know, you think, oh, that's great when they pee and poo; it doesn't go back on their skin. And a lot of people leave those nappies till they're hanging. You know, they're so wet yes. you can yep. feel it. And what happens is when they pee in the 1960s made this brilliant solution of disposable diapers so that people didn't need to soak their babies nappies uh peg them all out on the line get them all to dry babies would get nappy rash and everything else so the disposable diapers came in they fit snugly um you know they're pretty sometimes they make it and they put an aroma in them so they smell like baby talc and what's in them adhesive plastics polymers chemicals including phthalates that affects your hormones chlorine we know what that is it displaces iodine from the thyroid gland dyes uh, um, there may be some natural fibers in there as well like cotton but that's likely going to have the pesticides on and your baby's going to be wearing these things wrapped tightly all day long 24 hours a day for about two years minimum 
and diapers uh, annually are fueling a 71 billion a year industry 71 billion dollars a year industry and they're ending up in the landfill which then yeah. destroys the 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 land and things of that nature there's also the issue of i was i was just going to throw that in there because my wife and i looked at a lot of things uh over the course of 10 kids we we've, we've obviously had our feel of the disposable diapers and then the cloth ones that, that we would clean but I was reading <clears throat> in other countries, most of the time, you know, the parent, uh, the, the mother would keep the child uh, without anything on them, the child on them. And they would learn to know when they, by the look in their face or whatever, that they had to go and they would just hold them and sit them down and let them go, you know, to the bathroom, if you will, uh, there. And they were, they were basically, quote unquote, potty training their kids yeah. out by like six or eight months. It was incredible. I, I I was just like, what? Six or eight months? I mean, most kids I, nowadays I are like two years oldest, old or something yeah. before that. My two-year-old, I thought, why is he not? Why is he not getting it? And we had to go to to the physician, and they wanted a urine specimen of him. They went, just take his nappy off. And do you know what happened? We took his nappy off, and he was toddling around this train set, and then he just came over to me, and 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 because I I said oh, we need to get him to wee into this, and he understood. Came over to me when he was ready to do a wee. I think he's been wearing that diaper all that time. You didn't need to. Well, so it, make, it makes them lazy because they think, well, I just go in here and then I, I basically have to endure having this stuff against my sin, uh, skin because, you know, mom and dad oh. don't know any better and I don't know any better. You'd be surprised. My, uh, my older boy wouldn't poo in front of anybody. He used to go and I knew when he was doing a poo because he would go and hide. Didn't want us to watch him do it. He used to go and hide behind things. To, so that's how we knew he was pooing. And it took us a long time to get him to sit on the toilet. So he wanted to stand and hang on to the edge of the sink to poo. <laughs> so we used to have to stand behind with a potty and wait for this log to deliver, be delivered. Um, but that's what I did with my other three. We were out here playing. One was born in the house. The twins we moved to when they were, they were crawling. I would just let them run around with no, no pants on. And my friend Catherine with Alistair and Cara, she said they never wore anything. They just ran around with naked because they were out in Kenya. Um, so yeah, absolutely, you're correct. Uh, so look, um, studies are uh, a, a study published in the Journal of Reproductive Technology in 2019 tested four different brands of diapers and detected the volatile organic compounds um, tolu um, tolu toluene and xylene, both of which are known reproductive toxicants. I tell Stuart all the time I'm I'm on I'm on the radio and he always rings me um, reproductive toxicants and can be absorbed through the skin in all four. And as a reminder, VOCs are organic compounds that are released into the air, even at room temperature, meaning that we're all unknowingly breathing them in during the course of our living diet because the diapers contain phthalates to make the plastic lining softer and more pliable. They cause dermatitis and rashes. So these are, are toxic. Now, glyphosate in diapers, yes. The scary thing about disposable diapers is that they, can, they contain hormone disruptors. And in the Journal of Environmental Science and Technology, it was reported that the plastics used in the disposable diapers were found to be capable of raising levels of estrogen and lowering those of male hormones. Well, we see that. We're seeing precocious puberty in girls and delayed puberty in boys. Um, so this is all there. What, what should we do? Well, you know what to do. Read the packaging closely. 
for a list of the diapers contents. Uh, and if there's no such information, don't buy them. Don't use diapers containing dye, fragrance, lotion, or any other extra unnecessary features. Choose brands that use unbleached pulp or pulp bleached without using chlorine. You can get these in your organic shops. They're a bit expensive, but you know what? I would say if you go on a long journey, then okay, buy a bag of those. And the rest of the time, just buy a couple of packs of, of real nappies. We've got washing machines. You can dry them. Um, I would I would definitely do that. EWG verifies safe disposable diaper brands. And for more information, you can go on to EWG.org. So the last thing that we all need to know about, we, we all know about uh, spandex. It's the same thing. It's all chemicals. And we're all wearing it with our gym gear. Dry cleaning. Oh, my word. Dry cleaning is so toxic. And I, I know this. And people get their gar garments from the dry cleaners and they take the plastic off. If you've ever walked into the dry cleaners, um, I tend to stand outside if there's a queue and I wait. I very rarely, it's only really, really things that I have to dry clean. The rest of the, if, if I can wash it, I will. But what I do when I've dry cleaned something is people take the cover off and they put it straight in their wardrobe. I take the covers off and if it's the summer, I hang it outside on the line, on the hangers, and I leave it out there all day. Um, and the same as if you've had your duvet dry cleaned, um, you need to hang it outside. You can't put that over your bed because it is so, so toxic. And they use a chlor chloride-based chemical, tetrachloroethylene or uh, perchloroethylene, PCE or PERC for short. And it's really, really nasty stuff. It causes respiratory and skin problems, liver and kidney uh, toxicity. It potentially causes cancer. And it's associated with problems with the brain, impaired memory, confusion, dizziness, headaches, drowsiness. And they even developed colorblindness. So for anyone working in a dry cleaners, that's a really toxic place to work. So even leather. When you're wearing your your leather, when I worked for British Airways, we used to go to India and we'd get leather dresses made and go home, be in all the rage in the 90s. I'd be there in my leather dress and um, leather, leather tops because it's so cheap out there. It's what they treat it with and it's all next to your skin. So what can we do? Um, it, it's great what we can do. Wash everything, peg it outside, look at the labels when you're buying new and when you're really hot, there's nothing better than real cotton on your skin. Um, buy retro stuff. Swap with your friends. What is it? One man's treasure is another man's garbage. No, yeah, um, or the reverse. Yes, another man's treasure. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 I kind of like. And you know what? If you go to an area that's quite affluent with nice big houses, they have the best stores, secondhand stores. Because all of those those toffs are taking all their gear and replacing it quickly down to these shops. So um, I, I knew a, a couple when I was nursing and then they moved to France. I, mean, I haven't spoken to them for a couple of years, but all of their clothing, all of it, with the exception of their undergarments, they bought from secondhand shops. And I remember we were all going to a ball and they rocked up the two of them and they looked incredible. He'd got this beautiful dinner suit on. She'd got this lovely gown on. She's got a lovely bag. I mean, they really were dressed to the hilt. 
He had bow tie, cummerbund, jacket, shoes, trousers, and every single piece of what they were wearing was from secondhand shops. And actually, when old people die, and remember, they are killing the elderly, they're killing them. Um, the, the family will go into the houses and take what they want. And generally, you know, they might be driven by grief. Um, some of them aren't driven by grief. They're driven by greed. Um, even agreeing for their loved ones to be put on end-of-life care because they're told, well, you know, it won't draw down on their estate and all your inheritance will disappear. Yep, that happens, and they agree to it. Um, but they tend to take the things that uh, are going to get them money, like the house, jewellery, any, any, any you know, ornaments or paintings that might be a lot of money's worth, antiques, they generally leave the clothing. They leave it all. And it they phone a company and the company will say, yep, we'll be round. And they do what's called house clearance. So everything that's in that house, they'll take out. They go through it. Some of it might end up in an antique shop. The rest of it just ends up going to secondhand shops and these uh, flea markets you get some brilliant stuff. Yeah, my something. wife, my wife and kids do that a lot. They they utilize the Goodwill stores over here, or we've got a place over here in York, South Carolina, called Tender Hearts, which is it's part of a ministry from a church, and they have things there so that people in the community can uh, you know afford some things that are that are for the most part they're lightly used. They're not they're not just worn out and stuff. They they do put out some things sometimes that are eh, a little junky or whatever. But but most of the clothing is is in really good shape. Well, and, the old uh, stuff is better made yes, as well. I, I agree. I agree. It is. Absolutely. Much better made. You look at the jackets that were, um, you know, people that are dying now in their eighties and you find dinner jackets and coats. Um, they're really, really well made and really good quality. And they, and they have more natural, you know, made with, I, I, I picked up a, a jacket from a house clearance. Well, actually from the house of this elderly gentleman. And it was made with wool. And the inside of the lining was a really good quality. And it had the label on it, Harrington. And I didn't dry clean it. I washed it in the washing machine on wool. And I stretched it all and steamed it. And it came up beautifully. So, yeah, you know, I, I think that's one of the things we've got to be aware of is, how we how we keep things don't dry clean very often and also um i i was terrible for this and i was terrible for this with my kids but with myself and i think it's to do with my upbringing and you know we we would be outside looking like urchins sometimes i remember it was a weekend and the church bells were ringing so all the kids went running to the church and and i must have probably been five years old this is the days when we used to be let out ourselves with the older kids and we weren't we weren't abducted or murdered, um, but um, I think it was several weeks later. One of the neighbours came round to my mother, and she had a twin tub washing machine, where you put the washing in one side and it rips it to bits. Then you put it in the other side, and it, and it spins it, and then you rinse it in that side again with the clean water. Then you put it and spin it. I mean, washing was a whole day, and they would wash once a week, but. Um, Someone came around with these photographs and there was the, this beautiful bride and the bridegroom and some bridesmaids. And then there was this little girl with this frizzy white curly hair that hadn't been brushed and was hanging out of pigtails and a really dirty dress on with food all down and drinking. It was me. And my mother was so mortified, so mortified because she'd let us play. I had two older sisters and we'd gone running up to the church. And we just had our dirty dresses on because we were on the garden and she was doing all the washing. 
So um, and I, rem- I remember that. And I must have only been four, four years old, five years old. Anyway, I was very much for wearing it, washing it straight away, wearing it. And now I've stopped doing that quite as much. I don't wash my over sweatshirts and my tops. Um, I tend to wear them a few more times. As, as, and that's much better for you. And I don't use toxic laundry detergent. And I had a gentleman last night, the children had eczema, a lovely, lovely couple doing everything right for their kids, but they were using a really toxic laundry detergent. Um, So that's one of the things you can be acutely aware of because that's going on your skin. Yeah. Uh, For anyone who was watching there and they saw me just go, well, I took a drink of this. (laughs) Oh, I'll tell you what it is. It's a really nice pea protein. Um, for after a weights workout uh, from the shop, the good inside that I sell my link. And I put my super greens in it and it would be just nice. But I got a big papaya from the organic shop and I put the whole papaya in there and all the seeds. <laughs> and, and, you know, they, they've got a bit of a sharp aftertaste to them because, of course, they've got enzymes in them for digestion. That ain't pleasant. Mm. I would say don't put a whole papaya in again because those seeds are really bitter, really bitter. Uh, but they're great for you. They're really, really good for you. Um, but yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't advise that one. Well, let, let's let's take a look here too, real quickly, uh, because you're giving us a lot of information here about our clothing to be aware, be aware of of what's going on in even our clothing. Most of us don't even give a thought to that. We we we've stood like I said, we've stood against the shots and things. Yeah. But we haven't been thinking about stuff that we just do every day without often thinking about it, putting it on our bodies, putting it on our kids' bodies, putting it on our babies' bodies yeah. and things of this nature. And the question came up or, or somebody made mention of it early on in the show. And they said, well, doesn't the Bible say something about mixed fabrics? Let me just address that real quick. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and I don't think it has anything to do with this. I, and I'll show you why in, in just a second. This is Deuteronomy chapter 22. And we've made mention of this, of the mixing of things. But look at what God tells the people. Verse 9, Thou shalt not sow thy vineyard with diverse seeds, lest the fruit of thy seed which thou hast sown and the fruit of thy vineyard be defiled. So they're not they're not to mix those things. Then thou shalt, uh, thou shalt not plow with an ox and an ass together. I think there's an obvious reason for that. Okay, and I think what's been, what's going on is we're learning something that that goes from Genesis all the way through Revelation. And that is, don't be unequally yoked. But he's teaching us that through the land and through the animals he's made. And then he says, thou shalt not wear a garment of diverse sorts. And then he he, he specifies what? As of woolen and linen together. So we spe- remember, they don't have polyester. They don't have all these synthetic garments that they've done. Don't do the wool and the linen together. All right. Now, if you go over to... Leviticus chapter 19, what you see is, verse 19, you shall keep my statutes. Thou shalt not let thy cattle gender with a diverse kind. Thou shalt not sow thy field with mingled seed. So it's basically the same kind of reiteration as we saw in Deuteronomy. Neither shall a garment mingled of linen and woolen come upon thee. So he separated that out. So what's really going on there? Let's go to Ezekiel chapter 44. And verse 17, and it shall come to pass that when they enter in at the gates of the inner court, they shall be clothed with linen garments and no wool shall come upon them. 
while they minister in the gates of the inner court and within. He's talking about the priest and their and their function. So it's specific to, to, to what they're dealing with. They shall have linen bonnets upon their heads, and they shall have linen breeches upon their loins. They shall not gird themselves with anything that causes sweat. Hmm, that's kind of interesting too, isn't it? Now, when you go to the New Testament, I want you to look at what the saints are clothed in, or how John sees them in the book of Revelation, chapter 19. And to her, this is the, the, the Lamb's bride, the church, the people of God, the ecclesia. And to her was granted that she should be arrayed in, what is that? Fine linen, clean and white. For the fine linen, and notice this, is the righteousness of the saints. See, it, it's, it doesn't say it's the righteousness of God given to the saints, although he does give us that. He gives us the righteousness of Christ, but that produces these good works that we read about in Ephesians 2.10. So, you know, you like I said, you can't be a Christian and not have good works that follow that. You just can't do it. That's And it's described as they're clothed in this fine linen, clean and white. And so when you look at the texts, and there's many more that we could go through here. The issue is not, okay, somehow, you know, I, I've heard the sodomites argue, well, do you eat shellfish or do you eat or do you wear mixed fabrics and all this stuff? Isn't that just as bad? Well, there there was a point to this. And if you go back, you'll actually see where the um, the priests, actually, if you went to, um, boy, I lost one of my, my windows here, but I think it's in Joshua one of the things they made the fabrics from was the stalk of the flax plant. So again, they're doing things, natural fibers that God had created, that they got from the plants that God had created. Um, and then, of course, we know that that leather was worn. Uh, we saw John the Baptist wearing uh, the, the hairy garment and the leather belt and all of that. But this, it seems that the specific about the mixing was linen and wool. Don't do that. But you find the priest, the high priest was the only one who could wear something that had that. And that was out of the ephod that was there. It was both with linen and dyed thread, which would have been wool. And he was the only one. And it seems the distinction is to show, one, the people are, are one separate from the, tr the people around them. And also that God is holy, that he is separate from sinners. He's separate from men, that he's distinct. And so I want people to understand that, that that's not an issue. You know, if, if, if you got a sodomite who comes up just because you point out, hey, if a man lays with a man as with a woman, uh, he's committed an abomination, they both shall be put to death. It's not the same thing that's going on when you're talking about uh, the mixing of fabrics. Uh, it seems to be very clear that it's linen and wool, and that's what they're not supposed to be putting together at that time. And uh, of course, Kate, the information you give today, people should be aware that they're just, I mean, it's kind of like the vaccines. They just throw anything in there with the clothing to see if they can make yeah. it stick. And they, they don't, they don't regulate. And th and that's even before we get on to, we, we should do a show again about perfume and about makeup and about uh, all of this, because, you know, okay, we can manage some toxins. Our liver can manage some, but we are being attacked from every single angle and scripture is very clear on that you know when scripture talks about uh, you know not all of this this thing about tattooing your bodies everywhere and we're not talking about you know semi-permanent makeup for cleft palates or, or breasts when you when you've had surgery or, or eyebrows if you've lost your eyebrows because of an autoimmune condition we're talking about all these tattoos 
they're finding the the heavy metals in the brain uh so you see they don't tell you this so everyone's being bombarded from every single angle and um it's it's quite remarkable and and the your constitution if you like if you imagine yourselves as a bin you can keep putting garbage in it but eventually that bin's going to be full and it's going to start cascading over the sides and that's generally when you're in trouble you're in real trouble mm. and it's much easier to uh to avoid disease than it is to reverse it and i can vouch for that it's very difficult to reverse it and uh you know people that have taken taken hardcore drugs it's very difficult difficult to reverse disease in them because of the liver so you know your liver you should guard your liver uh just like you guard your heart because the life is in the blood well where does your blood go it goes through your heart and it goes through your liver your entire circulation through your liver your liver is to cancer as the heart is to vascular disease and we see uh all of these people now just covering themselves in masses and masses of makeup and they don't regulate or tell you what's in a lot of it uh they they don't tell you about the perfume because you know they want to keep it confidential um and think about you know if, if you don't want to think about just yourselves we're a nation of pet lovers your pets are sleeping on it they're walking on your carpets they're breathing in your toxic candles your scented candles your air freshness they're breathing it all in and what are pets getting it's not just the vaccines they're getting dementia they're getting all kinds of skin problems they're getting all of that so you know it it affects absolutely everything um we are overrun with fleas in my house <laughs> every everything even i had fleas I sat down on the toilet and a flea dropped on my knee. I was like, you've got to be kidding me. <laughs> I just had one of my dogs with me, on me. Um, everyone I know is having a real problem in the UK with fleas. We seem to have a big abundance of them. I keep washing the dogs, washing them, washing. I don't like to use the toxic stuff. I've washed all their beds and the cats. Have all I think it's I think it's that they get in the carpet. We had to have that done as well. And we're going to get ready and close out the show here. We had to do that as well. I'm itching everywhere because I'm talking about it. Well, now. We, we brought we brought a uh, exterminator guys in here. They came in here like three times. Um, it was a ridiculous amount of money for, from my estimation. But I understand they had to pay for their time and all the other. So I get it. But they came in here three times. And the fleas are still here. They never diminished at once. But we had three, we got three rooms with carpet. This is what I've been in the process of doing this week is cutting out that carpet. It's been here for yeah. 24 years. And, you know, we're just putting down a, a, a new flooring that's very cheap, but it gets rid of the carpet. And I can tell you when I pulled that's it up. That's what I'm doing. When I've, I, I've ripped the carpet up and I'm about to do yeah. the rest of the upstairs. When I pulled I it up. I'm walking on the boards till I can afford the wood that I want. Yeah. Well, when, when, when I pulled it up, one, there was so much dirt, even though you vacuum it, that carpet. Yeah, just, it's disgusting. It's terrible. Then I pulled it up. I start to lay the stuff and I'm seeing the fleas. The next day, I'm hardly seeing any of them because they don't have anywhere to lay their eggs anymore. I mean, I guess they can dump it out on the, on the wood floor, but I mean, they don't really get. You, know, you, vacuum, you vacuum it up. You vacuum you it up. But I've already seen a difference just in one day. Uh, from that one room, which was the worst one, because that's where my daughters keep the one cat in there. 
that, that seems to have the problem. So I, we've cut out the other room and I'm going to start on that, I guess, today. But, uh, but yeah, that can be a problem there. Kate, uh, final word, exhortation to the people uh, regarding what we talked about today, and then we'll close out the show. Yeah, you know, most of your wardrobe you don't wear. I'm just as guilty as that. Um, when you start to to get rid of stuff, <laughs> which I'm doing constantly, you actually start to feel, you start to feel an, an lighter and enlightened in yourself. And it clears your mind to not have so many things. It, it becomes burdensome to own all this stuff and to have all this stuff. We don't need it. We don't need it. And uh, and it, it it is kind of amassing stuff and it, it goes against everything. And I can tell you, the more you get rid of, the better you'll feel. And when you, um, I gave a friend a, a designer dress that I'd worn once that was so expensive and a pair of shoes, because one of the reasons she didn't want to come out with me was I got invited to this dinner thing pre-combit with the radio that I got kicked off uh, was because she didn't have a dress. So I gave her the dress and she said she felt lovely wearing it. And she went to give it back and I went, no, just keep it. It looks good on you. Do that. Give somebody your, your things. There's always even like people that are homeless, go and take your clothing to them. You don't need it all. Thin it out. Yep. Well, and, and also, you know, it's a chance to, you know, demonstrate your love for somebody else. I re I was just thinking back, uh, some books that that I had read previously, you know, the average family, what, 100 years ago might have had two or three pairs of clothes that they wore and they might have a special something for, you know, an occasion or something like that. But they might have two or three things that way they could wash one and, and wear the new one and then wash that one the next night. One to wear, one to air, one to one, one for, to show for later. Off. <laughs> Yeah, one to wear, one to air, one for later. You only need three yeah. things. Yeah, and and most of us, if we're honest, we we we've got a, you know, a splameth. That's my word. A splameth of. Oh, uh, I can wear a different outfit every day. And yes, not, not, and and it's, it's yeah, that's just that's just not it's it's really not necessary. Kate, thank you as always for uh, being with us and uh, sharing with us this information. I think people need to take that into consideration with all that we're doing. Uh, guys, catch Bradley at three. He'll be on for two hours today. And then again, get what the, I encourage you, get with the people of God, open up your home, have a meal with your neighbors, read the word of God, uh, pray together, spur one another on to love and good works. And then we'll see you bright and early Monday morning, 6 a.m. Lord willing, talk to you then.